Welcome to another episode of Base News Network. I am Punk Revolution Now here with Jonah Varka, Sophie and Kayo. Another based episode of news brought to you by Reddit in collaboration with CNN, the Base News Network podcast. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. I almost thought you forgot again. <laughs> I was never going to forget ever again. Yay. So I just, I don't know. Maybe I should maybe I should introduce you first, and then mm. I'll introduce Reddit. I like, ha- <laughs> yeah. It's either it's either me or Reddit. You have to pick. I'm gonna have to think about that one for a very long time, but I think I'm gonna <laughs> pick you. But it's gonna yes. be a hard. It's gonna be so, a hard one. It's gonna be a hard one. Um. Yeah. So we got some news. Maybe Sophie. Maybe next episode you could do the introduction. Yeah, it's always fun to spice things up. So. Okay, that's why didn't I think of that? That's the most obvious fem- feminist thing to do is have thing the, to have me introduce. <laughs> yeah, that was that was problematic that we just assumed I was going to do the intro. We didn't yeah. talk about that. We just assumed yeah. it. Well, we'll figure it out later. Anyway, okay, it's a work right. in progress, everyone. Oh, that right. was my cat. All right. Okay. Well, anyways, speaking of feminism, question mark. Um, Sophie, do you want to um, t- take away the first topic on the news we're going to talk about? Yeah. So speaking of feminism, something I'm sure you guys have all heard about on Twitter, on Popgrave. There's a war in the replies on the Popgrave tweet. But Chloe of the uh, duo Chloe and Hallie, the two sisters, they were taken in by Beyonce and, you know, financed and supported um, they're a pop duo who are sisters. You might know them too because um, uh, Holly is about to play Ariel in uh, the new Disney Little Mermaid remake. So she's been in the news for a little bit. I don't know. They're they're also actresses. So I, I think most people know about them. Kyle, I don't think you knew about them, but they're not really your, your scene. I've seen the, the trailer for the new Little Mermaid and I saw all the controversy that started. And I mean, obviously... Yeah. I'm There's totally, a lot of pop pop duos out there. I guess. I've, yeah, um, I've I've seen the, I've seen them around, even though I've never sat down and listened to their music. Yeah. So anyway, the news right now is that Chloe of uh, Chloe and Hallie announced that she she is um, releasing a song with uh, Chris Brown, and people are not happy about that because, as I'm sure you guys all know, Chris Brown was um arrested for uh assaulting rihanna she almost died it was a very 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 brutal sorry my cat and violent um situation and yeah it was it was horrible so a lot of people are upset because they're fans of chloe and holly they they like their music but they're upset that uh that she is collaborating with such a uh, well-known abuser and not only uh, it's, it's no um, secret that he's an abuser. He's been known as an abuser for a long time, and yet he continues to have a, a successful career. So people, including myself, are are pretty upset about this. I am also quite upset, and I've always been very confused about Chris Brown maintaining, frankly, a, a, he's kind of got, like, le- like, legend status at this point. Like, he's seen as, like, a legend in, like, pop and yeah. R&B, even though... He sucks, and this was—I mean, the the assault of Rihanna was like thirteen years ago, and I can't like I I can't believe 
it hasn't like how how could anyone possibly forget that? How could anyone possibly listen to Chris Brown's music and not immediately recoil? And those are and I know and like Chloe is a woman. She she knows what Chris Brown did. I just I don't know. I would be so uncomfortable working with someone who almost like murdered his girlfriend. It it's so you interesting know? that for whatever reason Chris Brown is someone who is like so obviously a bad person and he like he just kind of I've never like it's it's like where where are the where are the consequences like it's crazy like there's there's so much talk about cancel culture and then somehow like Chris Brown has just managed to completely dodge any repercussions um and it's interesting because I I you sent me the tweet that um where Chloe was announcing this collaboration, this upcoming collaboration with Chris Brown. And exactly what you'd expect, 80%, 90%, most of the replies were like, WTF, this is so disappointing, Chloe. But, you know, there mm-hmm. was like 10 to 20% of people who were replying saying, get over it, Chris Brown apologize. You know, basically just saying, OMG, shut up, get over it, it was so long ago, whatever. It was so long ago. I I really struggled to uh, uh, sympathize. No, with that I have that is just sentiment. zero, like zero. What no, like to me, it's just like, what are you what are you talking about? Like this is. Have you not seen the pictures of what he did to Rihanna? And I saw that Chris Brown on Instagram actually responded to the backlash that he was getting for collaborating with Chloe. He posted on his Instagram story. If y'all still hate me for a mistake I made as a 17-year-old, please kiss my whole entire ass. I'm effing 33. I'm so tired of y'all running with this narrative. You weird-ass people are the same ones that tune in every week to see Blueface and Chris Sean beat the F out of each other in front of the world. But that's okay. It's entertainment, and y'all can suck my dick disrespectfully. So to me, this does not, yeah, this does not sound like a person who has very much empathy, does not have very much, frankly, there there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, language in there that's pretty aggressive and yeah, just like, yeah, it's like, it sounds like an abuser. Like he's saying, oh, well, what about these, these other rappers who are also abusers? What, huh? What about my ass? Kiss my ass, suck my bleep, you know, like, yeah, aggressive. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're not really winning me over here that you've changed and that you've learned and that yeah, you've Yeah, and grown. let me remind you, remind everyone that this is the same man who got a tattoo on his neck of Rihanna's beaten face. So um, this guy is clearly not moved on. Yeah, yeah. Ever since this incident, there's, you know, back in 2009, there's definitely been there's one There's been other, another. like, cases of assault involving him with other men getting into brawls and stuff. Yeah. He, he's had issues with his other girlfriends. He's yeah. he's just a shitty guy. It's very very obvious. Yeah. So, and no, I can't help but wonder the the announce the announcement of this uh this song kind of uh lines up with the uh, Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show and I I don't think it's intentional, but it's a very interesting um schedule scheduling, you know, things. Like I know it's probably not connected. It just is we the the zeitgeist or, or Twitter is talking about Rihanna right now a lot, and now suddenly Chris Brown has entered the picture around the same yeah. time. So it's fascinating. It is. It is. 
I, I will say, you know, just one thing I do want to ask you about, Sophie. So, because you mentioned the tattoo on Chris Brown's neck. Um, yes. And, you know, according to him, this tattoo, which obviously when he got the, got the tattoo, it just it, it looks like a, a beaten and bruised face of a woman. And according to him, and I think now that the tattoo is like healed a bit more, it looks a little bit somewhat more like this but he he was saying this was supposed to be a face of like a like a day of the dead kind of celebration like a woman who's like half of half her face is like a skull and the other half of their face is like a regular face and this is like a day of the dead tattoo that he just thought looked cool mm, interesting. Um, maybe that's true maybe I don't, but if you look at the if you look at it it looks a lot like her it looks a lot like her and that's the thing is like even if it really was completely just a day of the dead tattoo that was poorly thought out. It's like, bro, how could you possibly get a tattoo of a woman's face that half of it is of a skeleton that's all bruised and stuff? Like, yeah, what the hell, dude? This this abuse thing that you this this beating of Rihanna should be at the top of your mind always. Like, you got to be careful. You you can't be getting yeah. tattoos of a of of a woman. That like half her face is a skeleton because that just like looks like you got to think through this these things and think about what how people are gonna see. He's like to me he he very clearly seems on like yeah the tattoo thing the 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 additional brawls he's got into his his actions on Instagram. Dude is so transparently an abuser. So transparently has not learned from his actions. And I mean even if he has even if he had learned from his actions, I think what he did to Rihanna is unforgivable. It's just one of those things that are just so horrifying and terrifying and disgusting. But if he's going to be using the excuse that well that was a long time ago, I was 17 and I've I've grown, he clearly hasn't grown. It's so disappointing and so disgusting and and terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's really terrifying. So now shifting to the issue of Chloe, um, I think it's very disappointing for a lot of fans of the the duo to see someone that they admire, a woman, um, collaborate with him. And Absolutely. I, know I hope that, so. Like, there's a difference between being an abuser and collaborating with one, but um, it is sad to see and... I don't know. It's just, just disturbing to see how he's still super popular. He ne- he never lost his career. He's he's fine, but I, I just I, I'm trying to rack my brain around like what was what is their PR team like like Chloe and Halle like they must have decided that like Chris Brown is so popular maybe collaborating hi- with him is the pu- is the push we need. Yes, there will be controversy. There will be controversy, but the benefits will outweigh the backlash. But it's still, I, it's not a decision that I would advise. Yep. So for context, Chloe on um, on Spotify has. Let's take a look. Chloe has four point four million monthly listeners, and Chris Brown has over fifty million monthly listeners on Spotify. So. 10 times the amount of listeners for Chris Brown. So for Chloe, who clearly has an appetite to grow her career, get bigger, um, she must, her team must have sat down, weighed the pros and cons, and decided, yep, people are going to be mad, but Chris Brown, um, he's just going to expand our audience significantly. So 
let's do it. The money speaks. I it's I guess that's what I mean. That's what it comes. I, yeah. I I honestly I I think um. I I don't think there's any like wiggle room here. I think what Chloe do is doing here is like explicitly really a horrible thing for her to do and extremely disappointing. Yeah, it's it's sad. I think that there are other people you can collaborate with if you really want to expand your audience and build your career. I feel that there are other artists that you can collaborate with that are going to give you the same reach if not more. So yeah. And honestly, if you're making music for the sake of expanding your reach, yeah, you're, that's a good I, point too. You that then like you you suck. You know, you should be making music because it's an, it's a, a form of art that you love. You know? So if you're just going to mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, this person's the most popular. I'm going to overlook the fact they're It's like that is just like awful. It's just it's so awful and it's so frustrating and it's and it's one of those things too cuz like, yes, Sophie and I, obviously, we have a lot of people on Twitter we follow, our friend groups. I'd say, like, a lot of people in Sophie and I's bubble, you know, we can all get on the same page that Chris Brown, what he did is unforgivable and, and like, kind of moving on when he's still clearly such an awful person is not the move. But, like I said, there's still a lot of people who are really big Chris Brown fans who think people like Sophie and I are overreacting. And like I said, there's 10 to 20% of people on Twitter who are replying to this. They're probably a, there's probably a lot of people who agree and are just staying quiet because they don't want to come off as like an apologist for abusers. Um, hence the fact that Chris Brown has 50 million monthly listeners still. So, yeah, you know, I don't, just break, so you know, I just don't listen to the song. Don't listen to the song. It's probably going to be bad anyway. Yeah, it's oh, I'm sure. And like, I guess it's just, you know, going back to our previous conversation where we talked about Louis C.K. playing a sold out show at Madison Square Garden and like how there's still a lot of progress for feminism, Me Too, um, and how cancel culture is totally blown out of proportion and everything like that. Well, here's um here's a, a crystal clear case, um yeah. really se- yeah and you know I, like you were saying I don't I, I think you and I probably p- agree it's pretty pretty unlikely that there's like a a real behind the scenes connection between this announcement and Rihanna playing the Super Bowl, but I mean it's just it kind of like puts a sour taste in my mouth like it just yeah, yeah. it just it just sucks. <sighs> so. I guess cancel culture is is a lot is not alive and not well. <laughs> I would I wish someone would sit down with Chloe on camera and just ask her, "What the hell are you thinking?" Because I would love to see her respond. Yeah, she would. I think she'd be shaking. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. Like, do do you not have like I don't know? Does she not have any moral op- like opposition to this? Do does she not feel guilt? I don't know. It's, it's yeah. disappointing. It's disappointing. So, it's a great. Po- it's a great. Po- it's really not a like. I, it's not. It's it's from so many perspectives. From like a business perspective of expanding your audience, it's not a good idea because it's gonna damage your reputation with those who matter most. From a moral perspective, it's wrong. From an artistic perspective, it's wrong. Uh, yeah, literally for what? Like, what is this gonna be? The song that like defines your career, like. What are you doing this for? <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's um maybe it's you know maybe it's not Chloe, maybe it's her management team that kind of like pushed her into doing it and she's just 
naive and not really i don't know i I can't really make excuses it's just it just sucks yeah so unfortunate stuff here yeah so um so oh yeah yeah. oh yeah one thing one thing Oh, you have more to sorry. I just, I just have one more thing to say. Is just, what do you think? Um, what do you think Beyonce thinks of this? Because Beyonce, like you said, was like a mentor for Chloe and, and Holly. Yes. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like somehow imply Beyonce deserves any blame or credibility for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's just you know, just kind of thinking more. It's like, I'm sure Beyonce does not feel good about this. I don't know. I don't. I I can't. I don't know how. Like, I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't know how connected they are at this point. I think they're pretty. I don't know. I think that Chloe and Holly have become famous enough on their own that they're sort of. I get the impression that they're they're more distanced from Beyonce at this point. So, I don't know. I think Beyonce would be probably would be disappointed, but I I honestly don't know. (laughs) I obviously the number one enemy in this situation. More than anything else is Chris Brown. Yes, yes, that's an yeah. important reminder. Yeah, I'm not trying to like, um, you know, blame Beyonce or Chloe or anything for like what is ultimately Chris Brown being a toxic individual in the music industry. So, right. Um, even though they, you know, Beyonce and Chloe can make their their uh, mistakes as well, it's obviously Chris Brown is the real, the bad Agreed. piece of piece of crud. Um, so, yeah. Well, speaking of bad thingies, do you want to get into Ohio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so Ohio, Ohio. Okay, so earlier this month, and we didn't talk about it last podcast because there was still there was still a lot of like developing info. Earlier this month, there was a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, that um resulted in many many it's like like 50 train cars were derailed and one and like 10 of the train cars that were derailed had toxic chemicals in them notably vinyl chloride which is a a known carcinogen that can kill you when you're exposed to it in high levels and obviously it's a carcinogen and it increases your risk of cancer so with this with this deal, derailment, the the vinyl chloride caught on fire, and the concern was that this fire was going to turn into a an explosion that would just blow up the entire you know all the train cars and just be a you know a massive massive disaster. So, what the railroad company did was they with the vinyl chloride on fire, they turned it into a controlled burn, is what they were calling it. They're bur- letting the vinyl chloride burn. Mm. Uh, they got to let all the vinyl chloride burn gradually to prevent a massive explosion that would probably kill people and be a, a whole nightmare and in you know in in that sense this was a success <laughs> they they managed to burn all the vinyl chloride after a few days um and there was no explosion and nobody died from this incident but what we ultimately have here is tons and tons and tons i don't even know how much just a massive amount of vinyl chloride a carcinogen being burned into the air uh what who knows what other stuff was burning and you could see pictures on the internet of just like big massive 
clouds of black smoke flying up into the air. It looks like a freaking nuclear bomb yeah, went off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, horrifying pictures of just toxic chemicals and carcinogens, and the, and the town was evacuated, obviously, because this is, this is a dangerous situation. And, well, this is where things get a little bit frustrating with the story because it, we, we kind of get into territory where there's a lot of known unknowns, and we don't know how serious the situation is. Because after a few days with the with the fire completely, you know, put out, no explosion, the EPA and the local government measured the quality of the air, and they measured the quality of the water. They saw that, well, looks like the water quality is okay, looks like the air quality is okay, not high, you know, not, not high quantities of these poisonous chemicals in it. It's safe for people to return. And it's also safe for people to drink their water. Mm-hmm. So... This was like five days later after the, f- the fire, people return, and, you know, this is kind of the official story here that we have so far. Honestly, not that big of a deal, frankly, you know, uh, nobody died, this town of 5,000 people, everyone got like a, a small exposure to a carcinogen, which obviously sucks, but really not, not frankly, from the, you know, from, from what we know so far, I don't think it's actually that big of a deal. Uh, but what, where the story gets really frustrating, though, is when the town returns, they smell in the air, it smells like a bunch of chemicals. Mm. And it smells, it smells really, it smells like freaking, it smells like freaking burning plastic. It smells like a bunch of carcinogens in the air, okay? And also, the, the local government advised them to continue drinking water out of bottles of water rather than the tap water. Right. So they're being to- they're being told that the water is safe, but they're also being told to drink bottled water. Mm. And and like the local rivers and stuff, they're seeing like a bunch of fish that have like floated to the surface because they've died from the chemical exposures. Yeah. Which you know, to be fair, fish they they're a lot smaller than humans. They only need a little bit of exposure to these chemicals for it to do harm to them compared to humans, where they need a lot more exposure. So, but it's still a freaky thing to see. And some people are even reporting that when they take a shower, that some people are reporting that they've been getting rashes from taking showers. Mm. Um, now, to be fair, that to be fair, some some physicians have have reported also that these people who are getting rashes, um, it's not because of the toxic the the, the toxic chemicals. It's so, so, you know some they're saying it's like eczema. Or maybe it's just kind of like in their head, as you could imagine, after a, a traumatic experience like this, a lot of people would probably be pretty paranoid about their health. Um, but you know, even though if even if the the government says the air and water is um, safe, mm-hmm. um, I could just imagine if I was a parent who lived there and it smelled yeah. like chemicals all over the place. Your headache. <laughs> Yeah, it gives you a freaking headache, and and who who know you know you can't trust the railroad company who's lighting the fire, you know? Yeah, exactly. Of course, the railroad com- the railroad of course the railroad company is gonna be like, yay, we did a good job preventing a big explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I were a parent who lived there, and I'm being being told that you know not to drink the water, like I'm I'm being told that drinking the water is safe, but drink out of water bottles. I'm like I'm not gonna trust anybody. So mm-hmm. this has resulted in a lot of conspiracy theories all across Twitter. That the government and the railroad companies are collaborating. I don't really know about that. I think that's a lot. You know, I do think I'm seeing a little bit of hyperbole. People saying it's as bad as, you know, Chernobyl or whatever. Yeah, no. Um, like I said, n- no one died. You know, that's a pretty big win. Getting exposed to carcinogens suck. 
but you know if you live in a city you get exposed to carcinogens every day when you walk outside and you breathe in the air of the cars driving by um yeah so i don't know uh it's either way though you know this is an opportunity you know you know the phrase like never let a crisis go to waste this is the time for like Pete Buttigieg who's the the uh, the head of the uh the the Department of Transportation. Pete Buttigieg should be going down there with, with like a hard hat and a vest and being like, "Let's get to work. We're going to save the people of East Palestine, Ohio." Uh. Um, but, but instead he gave like an awkward interview where he was like, "There are over a thousand train derailments every year and we are working to improve the infrastructure." And it's like, "Yes, Bro, you're smart. You're, you know, I'm sure you know a lot about like train derailments and how it's a common occurrence. But like, people don't want to hear that this is no big deal. They want you to get your ass down there, put on some, get get your get your power tools out and start building stuff and drinking the water yourself. To you know, I don't, you got, you, I don't know. You got to do the, you got to, you got to, you got to be a good politician. You got to be, a, you got to do some politics. Yeah. Especially since, especially since Pete, Pete Buttigieg obviously was given this position of um, Department of. What was it, the head of the Department of Transportation just because, you know, he wants to have a future in the Democratic Party. He wants to maybe run for president again. It's like, bro, if you want to do that, you got to you got to step it up. And when, when there's an actual an opportunity for the Department of Transportation, the most boring ass department in the U.S. government to, like, provide reassurance to people like you got to step up and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's not great, uh, but, but it's, it's not the worst, worst thing ever to happen. Yeah, I, I was seeing people on Twitter debating, like, is this worse than Chernobyl? No. And people were, like, saying, oh, the so the Soviet Union actually handled this, the Chernobyl pretty well, and the U.S. government is lying. It's like, okay, I, I that's a hot take I, I can't I can't process right now. I, I want to just, I want to just look at memes right now. I can't think about that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's, it sucks, but this is no, this is no it Chernobyl. <laughs> it's no Chernobyl. It's just like a... It sucks. Um, I mean, it's definitely it's interesting because it's one of those situations where both it seems like, especially the, the like the far right, alt right, libertarian, alt right kind of people have really grabbed onto and turned this into like, look at Biden letting the rural people of Ohio suffer, um, and then also people on the far left who are saying this is like the capitalist system, the uh, the elites in the government and train companies collaborating, and it's actually going to kill everybody, but no one cares. I don't know. Obviously, you know. Obviously, I'm more sympathetic to the left wing narrative than the right wing right, right wing framing, but I think ultimately I have a pretty boring um, perspective, which is I think it's a little bit overblown, and conspiracy theorists need to like chill out a little bit, even though it mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Sorry, sorry to be boring. But no, no, this is interesting. Just, <laughs> this is something we should okay. be aware of. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this the thing is, is like people are saying the mainstream media is completely not talking about this, but. Like you could, it's on New York Times, it's on Washington Post. It's like, where can you not? Where is it not being reported? I think it's being. I think if if anything, people are like kind of hyping it up a little bit because they know it's like a scary story. But if, at the end of the day, no one freaking died, and on the other side of the planet, two hundred thousand people died in Turkey, or fifty thousand. Who knows how many? You know, it's just I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I as someone who reads the news a lot, I think we. I think I. Just, you know, we, we we wanted to talk about it because it's been. It's been getting a lot of buzz, but that's that's my perspective. I would agree with you. This is it's it's like I said earlier. It's it's very depressing and d- disturbing. Like a lot, I think the imagery is especially disturbing, and I think that might be contributing to the 
the fear. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and like I said, I could I can downplay it, say it's no big deal. But if I were in Ohio, if I lived in this town, East Palestine, I would get the I would get out of there. You know, I'd be like, I don't want my kids yeah. exposed to these chemicals. Yeah. No, it's I don't have kids. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Sorry, I don't know. I said that. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. I wonder what Sophie meant by that. I didn't. Mean- <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted mm. to say no. Okay. We have a we have a child okay. and it's we have a baby and it's the the yippee creature. It's the it's the cat that was making noise behind Sophie earlier yeah. in the episode. That's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> anyway. So Sophie, do you have any do you have any thought Oh, yeah, one thing I wanted to say too is you know this is yeah, America's infrastructure sucks. Like that's actually that's actually a very valid takeaway from this situation. It's like yeah, uh, like if 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 this is like this train is being derailed. Like America obviously is like slow as hell when it comes to investing in their infrastructure and making it better. We don't have fast high speed trains like China does and Japan and Europe. We 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 have trains that are wibbly wobbly and fall and give everyone cancer. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a val that's the valid takeaway I think from it. That's a good point. Um, but you know, to Joe Biden's credit. They did just pass the the uh, infrastructure, big infrastructure bill last year. So hopefully soon those trains will be improved. Agreed. Come on, Pete. Step it up. Come on, Pete. This is your time to shine, bro. Get your ass down there in some overalls with your toolbox. You know? No, for like, real. That's what America needs. Come on. Get, get, get yeah. Chastin with you. Let's go. <laughs> sorry. Oh. That was a little bit much. I'm sorry. Oh, Sophie's going to be writing like construction train <laughs> railroad Pete Buttigieg fan fiction now. Oh, that's a great idea. <gasps> yeah. Oh, like, don't give me ideas. We should, we should, uh, we should send over like an official, we got to send over an official PDF to the Department of Transportation, like <laughs> based news network analysis on the situation. Here's how, here's how we think Pete Buttigieg should have handled it. It was a, it was a chilly day in February when... When Pete Buttigieg and Ch- Chast is his name Chastin, 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 Chastin I think. I don't. Chastin. I'm not sure how to. Re- I don't know how to pronounce it, but we. Know, you know the name. All right. Well, you know where I'm going with this. So that's that's our advice to the government. Uh, I don't have anything else to do to to talk about that, but we can talk about some some more dark stuff. Yeah, yeah let's get into about, let's um, get into it. The CDC. Report. All right, Mitski listeners, let's get into the CDC report on teen depression, specifically among girls. Yay. Um, very sad stuff to, that I was very, um, you know, saddened to read, but also unfortunately not too shocked about. Um, there, I I can get through, um, go through some of the statistics here, but. You know, I guess like just a little trigger warning is that we will might be discussing some stuff about um, suicide and sexual assault and mental health and um, poor uh, p- p- sad thingies. So, um, listener discretion is advised. Um, yep. So, and this is a report that just came out this week. Yeah. So from the from the CDC. So it's fresh data. It's you know it's unfortunate. You know this is news right here. This is news. Yeah. So, 
just just at a glance, I can read some of. Um, do you think I should just briefly list some of the? Yeah, things? just go go ahead. Go ahead and just list some of the top findings. All right. So, um, according to um, this report here um, from the CDC, nearly one in three girls surveyed seriously considered attempting suicide, um, which has now increased 60% from a, a decade ago. So, since um, 2013, it's increased 60%. Nearly one in five girls experienced sexual violence in the past year, past year, not in their lives, up 20% since 2017 when CDC started monitoring the issue. More than one in 10 girls ha- had been um, forced to have sex, up to up 27% since 2019, and the first increase since CDC began monitoring more than half of LGBTQ, oh, oh sorry, it says LGBTQ. Plus, I don't know why mm. they don't have the T there. Maybe they weren't survi- surveying trans people. I'm not really sure um, why they're just dis- not included. Hmm. I I think I read somewhere that they 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 separated the T from the LGB. Uh, I think because and did the a separate T, study since the like experience is a little different. Maybe. I don't. I don't see. I I think I think they fa- I think they found. Oh man. Actually, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't have it right here. I feel like I read on Twitter somewhere that they like they separated the tr- the trans uh, categorization because trans people were having an even higher, you know, percentage of depression. That would make sense. Uh, than 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 uh, lesbian and gay and bisexual students. Um, so it's just like not you know. I I think the message here is not you know <laughs> that they're. It's just it's just a, just to highlight another demographic that's that's facing their own particular that makes a lot of sense so yeah yeah so so more than half of lgbq students had recently experienced poor mental health and more than one in five attempted suicide in the past year past year Um, findings by race and ethnicity also show high and worsening levels of persistent sadness or hopelessness across all racial and ethnic groups and reported suicide attempts increased among black and white teens. So this hmm. is really tragic things to hear. Um, this is a, clearly a crisis based on, oh my based on goodness. this data. Oh my goodness. It's, it's one of those things like where it's sho- absolutely shocking but also not shocking because it's like the the raw numbers are like horrifying but as someone who is on twitter and instagram and i, I have a lot of friends who are younger and I, I i've seen with my own two eyes like there's depression and suicidal tendencies everywhere everywhere it's like so these numbers to me f- match what, what i'm seeing with my own two eyes but to see them all laid out one in three girls considered attempting suicide uh, that's insane. Up sixty percent. Up sixty percent. Up sixty percent from a decade ago. Um, I, I you know one one other the, the second bullet point here you you called out. I think this is also interesting because it relates to our conversation. Um, yeah. We we had recently, which is one in five experienced sexual violence in the past year. In the past year, like you said, and yeah. and, the, and the one thing that's interesting, they highlight that this is up twenty percent from two thousand seventeen. Which, if two thousand seventeen is also when the Me Too movement really was, I think, really yeah. underway. So 
Yeah, we talked about has the Me Too movement effectively decreased sexual assault? <sighs> and well, this this these sur- these surveys, the survey here is not necessarily. You know, I said last time that I think that Me Too was very successful. I'm starting to have those doubts now. Uh, it's possible that maybe with sexual violence and sexual assault more in the public consciousness, that people are more willing to report that it's something that they've it's occurred to them you know that's something that's happened to them even maybe even if it hasn't necessarily increased but i think it's very also possible that just for whatever reason sexual violence has increased in the past few years too which is which is really really you know horrible to see yeah it's 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 very shocking one in five girls experienced sexual violence in the past year Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. it the most shocking part of this is that this is sort of being measured in terms of the past year. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I should think that one in three girls sub- surveyed seriously considered attempting and that, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's really horrible. I, I, I know I'm not saying anything profound, but um, I mean, I was once a teenage girl not too long ago and um I don't know. I I I I guess I like saw this in my own, like with my own in my own friends, and no, like I I saw. I mean, me too. I was struggling too. Like I saw, like almost all of my friends were 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 struggling with these things, both or only one of them. You know, like it, it it's everyone. It feels like everyone, at least in you know the people I knew, and you know I. I struggle with OCD and um I I don't know I remember my my teenage years being absolutely miserable and hopeless, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and, can't yeah. help but think the pandemic is probably making that even worse <laughs> for other people. Luckily the yep. pandemic helped my mental health, but I don't think that is the the case for most people. Yep. And I know some people might hear this and respond a little skeptically like oh really suicidal ideation has been is increased 60 percent from the past decade amongst teens maybe the teenagers are just being more dramatic and just reporting it even though it's not the case i just want to make it clear that these numbers you know it has obviously these are surveys these are self-reported numbers but it's also backed up by the sheer just fact in the data we can see it's backed up by actual increase in suicide attempts as well so it's not just the thoughts it's actual like this is like reality this is not teens being dramatic this is a crisis it needs to be treated like one and i think the most frustrating thing is we don't know what the hell why this is happening where is this increase in depression and like i think yeah. we sophie and i we can see it with our own two eyes but to answer why and how do we fix it that's a much harder question Right. It, it's 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 really hard to answer. And I mean, common theories, I mean, of course, besides um, the pandemic, an obvious one. But I think this these trends started way b- b- before that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, he- I mean, a lot a common thing I hear is social media. And I'm sure that contributes. Honestly, I'm sure it does. But there's I, I don't know. It can't be the only cause. You know, it can't be the only thing. Yeah, it's definitely a multi-variable thing. There's got to be multiple things that are feeding into it. It's just such a shame because social media and the internet and everything, like, 
this is, I mean, first off, social media and the internet is here to stay, frankly. You know, like, we're, this is our reality now. We can't, we can't, like, I mean, I guess we could hypothetically have a huge movement to, like, have everyone just stop using the internet and stop using social media. I mean, I don't think that's feasible, though. I just, and it's like, the internet and social media is also a thing that's, like, extremely hard to regulate. You know, there's no way we can just pass laws to make social media more pleasant for the psychology of teenage girls and we don't it's just it's so frustrating because it's such an urgent horrible issue and it's getting like zero attention and the solutions are very hard um maybe i'm honestly in favor of like three-day weekends at school you know like something like dramatic like that like i don't like that would have absolutely that i am totally in favor of that um just like, like we gotta we gotta like seriously background on me too like uh, my ocd was when it was very very intense in high school and it, it it focused on academics in school and at least for me i think a three-day weekend would have tremendously helped my mental health oh we need to do something you know the thing is, is there's so much like the the consensus the driving narrative is the more days and hours spent in school the smarter and more educated the student will be. And I think there's decent data and reason to believe that's true, but it's also how the hell are you going to focus in class if you're depressed and suicidal? How the hell are you going to learn anything when you can barely get out of bed? Like, we need to we need to fix the balance. We got to ter- turn the pressure off on these kids. We got to do we got to do something. We got to throw them a bone so their life isn't freaking miserable because I, I i'm it's outrageous what's the point of life you know what's the point of what's the point of life if we're gonna you know be studying so much you know the the, the, the difficulty of schools the pressure to do well in sats and again to good colleges it's like extremely like a boiling high pitch it, it needs to be turned down because it's resulting in like actually kids dying yeah this is this is really no joke or no nothing to to wait about you know yeah and what the hell is up with the the sexual like the sexual violence one in ten in the past year at least for um let me let me look at these this data again um one in ten had been had ever been forced to to have sex okay i guess uh, not in the past year but one in ten girls one in five uh, one in five has been sexually experienced violence had sexual violence in the past year yeah um and as a as a woman I, I completely believe that data. Yeah. So Sophie and I, we talked a little bit in a previous episode about men specifically falling behind in school, not graduating, feeling frustration. Well, you know, that's all true, but it seems like, and I do want to make clear too, this report does show that men are also not having a good time with their mental health, but the the statistics amongst the women is where it's very dramatic and uh, the worst. So point is, is like, this is, the proof is right here in the numbers. If you're someone who has skepticism about feminism, skepti- skepticism um, about the severity of sexual assault and, and rape culture, if you want to you know, use that term in our society and how prevalent rape is, like the numbers are right here. It's just, this is just the facts. These are, this is just the truth. This is, this is what is actually happening. You know, there's no debate. Andrew Tate and all these assholes who talk about how bad feminism is for men, like, this is this right here is like, you know, one in th- one in three women seriously consider teenage girls seriously considering suicide in the past decade. Like, everything needs to come to a halt to address this. Yeah, n- there's no question. Uh, it's uh, this is really making me sad. Mm. <sighs> mm. So, so oh sad. man, Sophie, 
Sophie, we what? picked some pretty hard topics. We picked some pretty we heavy did, topics this did. week. Oh, no. It's okay. Wait, no, no, no. Looking at the docket, there's, there's literally nothing good. So I'm sorry oh, for this sad episode, but... I, I liked talking about Ohio. It's important, talking, you know. It, it, I, I had fun. It's sad, but it, it, this is there's some good reminders for everyone. But well, uh, I'm so sad. Uh, I'm I feel so bad for for young girls. I really do. Mm. It, I had such a hard time as an yeah. adolescent. You know, I had such a such a hard time, and mm-hmm. it would be my hope that this would be improving. But alas, it is not. So. Oh, I'm sad. I'm really sad about this. <laughs> to all the to all the teenagers who are who are listening, Sophie and I are fighting for you. We're gonna we're gonna push for a three day weekend. We're gonna f- send. We, we need we need we need like this is like we, this is the time for like a a, a movement, you know. Uh, and I yeah. I hope every adult, conservative, older, Gen X, boomer, whatever, who kind of condescendingly looks down upon younger generations for I don't know spending time contemplating their gender what, whatever you need to st- stop being assholes to the younger generation and understand your life th- at their age was a lot better than their lives are right now and we need to, i'm not kidding maybe you know there's obviously a lot of privileges now that exist for the younger generation that didn't exist 50 years ago but these these numbers are dark and they need to be addressed completely so <sighs> I'm right, sorry so, for the sad stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah. reach out do, to your friends gonna, and be nice to everyone, okay? Be nice, be nice. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. We there's got to be a cultural shift as well. Like we, you know, we got we got to all work together to be nicer to everybody, um, even if it feels like it's not going to make a big difference. Like it's kind of all hands on deck. We got to do everything to make the younger people feel happier. So, hundred percent. Let's move a little bit quick through the next topic here because it is a topic where. Um, it's also depressing and there's not like any like fresh hot news off the press that I want to like go into depth about. It's just, just wanted to, to inform everybody that on February 24th, which is this week, that is going to be the one year anniversary of the Ukraine, Russia, the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Um, uh, you know, we've talked, we've talked once in a while about this this conflict and i have to say this has been something that has been very 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 disturbing to me you know obviously with this podcast i've been trying to read like as much as i can about it it's something that has kind of just shifted my whole damn perspective on the world because i just didn't think anything this horrendously evil um could happen in my lifetime i want to make clear you know for those who maybe haven't been following as closely According to the reports I've been reading, and this is multiple sources, independent journalists, lots of different people who have been saying this, and it's it's almost hard to process, that in many of the cities that have been recaptured from Ukraine after Ukraine has taken them back, there have been cases where there have been, you know, just heads up, it's going to get graphic, there's been torture chambers, prisons, mass civilian graves, mass kidnappings of children thousands of children who have been taken from their ukrainian parents and brought over the border to russia this i don't want to i i don't want to throw out the term genocide but it's get it's like in the territory where you can actually sit down and have a very meaningful discussion is what russia is doing in ukraine does it does that qualify as genocide um 
And that's why Ukrainians are fighting so hard to, to take the territory that Russia has taken back is because it's a matter of survival. And as someone who hates war, as someone who would rather, who, who frankly, I don't care too much about nationalism, you know, if, if Texas all of a sudden became a part of Mexico, I wouldn't be bummed out, you know. I, I hate, I, I, I don't care about who owns what land. I think it's a very childish, you know, stupid way of thinking. So yeah. my, you know, my initial thoughts is like, okay, if Russia takes some land from Ukraine, I'd rather just the land be transferred over with minimal war. Uh, but it's actually looking like, you know, Ukrainians are willing to fight to the death because for them it, it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, survival. Because, uh, you know, Russia could keep taking more land, keep con- continuing to eliminate the the ukrainian nationality ethnicity whatever like i said the 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 narratives pushed by the russian pro-war elites do go into some pretty um pretty genocidal territory and i don't have anything to say about it other than it's fucking horrifying and yeah we can't you you just can't you like what can you do it's like i don't want to i don't want american soldiers to be like whenever you know whenever there's a genocide you know you you might want to send american soldiers over to help i mean hopefully help make the situation better i don't want to do that because i'm actually scared of getting nuked that's a real thing that like putin is threatening to do like let us do our thing you know so this is not news i don't have any news on it but like i said just over the past year of watching this atrocity play throughout the past year the helplessness, the hopelessness, wanting to just bring peace as quick as possible, but horrified what what peace would look like for people who have been, you know, have their kids t- kidnapped from Russia. It's like just, it's it makes me sick. I don't have anything else to say other than other than it's been a freaking year. It's been a hard year for everyone with the pandemic, inflation that the war, the war has contributed to, um, and it's just uh, it's worth kind of thinking about, reading about keeping up with this war because yeah. um, it's, 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 it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Oh, <laughs> sad. Yeah. Sad stuff. Yeah. So yeah. And a, a very not happy anniversary to the, to the Ukraine war, I guess. Not happy at all. Um, I mean, shout out to, uh, shout out to, to, to Europe, you know, cause in America we're, we're kind of lucky Sophie. Cause in America, America does a lot of fracking. Um, which obviously sucks, bad for the yeah, environment. Yeah. But but it does mean we have lots of natural gas here. So, you know, Russia cutting off their oil supplies to Europe means that Europe has seen an absurdly high amount of inflation and high gas prices. Europe is the one who's really taking, who is paying the price for the war. In America, we just watch and, you know, Joe Biden gives, you know, says some strong words, sends some tanks over. But you know, obviously, it's Europe, and, and obviously, most specifically, Ukraine, who is bearing the brunt of, um, you know, I, I, I think it's basically fascist. You know, I think if you're if you're a dictator who wants to take more land and who wants to 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 kill people of other ethnicities because you don't think they're a, a genuine, valid nationality or whatever, I think you 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 can call this war pretty close to fascist. So, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, thanks. You know, shout out to the Ukrainians and and everybody who's who's um. You know, fighting some damn fascists. That's a pretty, I think that's yeah. that's a pretty brave thing to do. I, it is complete, it is very brave, and I can't imagine this happening in the United States. Yeah. As far yeah. as, like, the unity among Ukrainians and the, and the, the drive and the sacrifice. Sophie, I, 
I was I actually I, I kind of made a, an uh, I kind of said this in my my, my video the uh, the video I'm gonna upload tomorrow um, so a little spoiler alert for Sophie because she hasn't seen the video yet um, I think if you know I think if Ron DeSantis tries to lead a a, um, a fascist uprising in America I think the I think the uh, the American they them army is gonna is gonna kick the, uh, yes. the Ron, Ron DeSantis. we're gonna kick Ron DeSantis's fascist ass so you know it's gonna take all of us together as allies and and uh, the LGBTQIA community, but we're gonna we're gonna defend ourselves from fascists, so we're, we'll be okay. Is my guess. <sighs> I hope so. Gosh, this just is a little a- optim, a little bit of optimism in the midst of a pretty dark yep. episode of news. All right. So, anything else you have to say okay. about Ukraine? Sophie, go ahead and take it away and talk about another another fascist. This is a little bit sad, but admittedly happier maybe at least maybe a little bit enjoyable to learn about um is that jeffrey star is 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 emerging from from the ashes so to speak and becoming a part of um the the culture again with his um his new era which is trying to be um right wing like a boss so there was a video that kind of went viral on twitter and it's a video of him and this, I don't know, some other guy, probably a podcaster. I have no clue. Some right-wing guy. And Jeffree Star is basically saying, like, yeah, um, I don't get this, like, they-them stuff, you know? I, I, I have some more conservative views um, on, on this sort of thing. And, you know, like, I like guns and I like, you know you know, like, I don't, I don't, I think there's, like, only men and women, you know? But people like you, people like you know, cis white men can't say that stuff, but because I look like this, I can, I can say it and I'm not afraid to, you know, um, just like a really stupid take to me is so fucking, sorry to swear, so stupid because I mean, Jeffree Star is like famous for like gender bending, you know, I mean, um, beyond his controversies of being like racist and etc. like we're not guys, we're not surprised that he's like, a bigot you know <laughs> we're not surprised but um i think the the point i want to make about uh, this video is i think it's a part of a larger trend where lgbtq internet figures who are made fun of by 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 the most of the community because they 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 cancel them for doing something offensive jeffree star has been canceled a million times for being racist and doing other things and um I also think about Ollie London, who was quote unquote transracial and then later a transgender, although that was not as public. Um, of course, um, he has de- since detransitioned. Ollie London was sort of cast away from the LGBTQ community because of his, I mean, what he was doing is racist. You know, trans- being transracial is not a thing. Getting surgery to look Korean is offensive. That That's not hard to grasp, I don't think. So I think like, People like like Ollie London, um, and now uh, uh, um, Jeffrey Star, I think, is what they're doing um, is entering the right the right wing to gain acceptance because they've been cast off, they've been like rejected by the left leaning LGBTQ community online. They've been canceled. They've tried to apologize. You know, they've tried to in, like reform their reputations but they realize that they can't so the only way to 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 keep their notoriety to to gain acceptance is to be 
like right-wing puppets. That's my take. I can't think of an easier way to get attention and be relevant in relevancy than to be a like a a gender bending figure who then panders to like the anti-trans ideology that so many right-wing people are like so hungry for right now. They just want to they like obviously the anti-trans right-wing right-wingers are are that's what they're obsessed with right now is just finding and, and amplifying as much anti-trans content as they possibly can and they it's 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 a very they it's love, obviously a, they, a belief they system. love a person who's like kind of like jeffree star i think is like gay you know like but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Com- almost always presents as a as a woman but yeah he's and we've seen this yeah we've seen this before too with uh with like race you know racial topics like with conservatives finding um maybe like a black man who is you know who says that oh the issues that black people face is because black people aren't trying hard enough you know and then conservatives are like yay look my race my racist beliefs are true exactly they got they got someone of that community to like validate their bigotry so that's a really easy way for people to like like jeffree star or um ollie london to to become relevant again and to get validation that they so desperately crave and i think it's really messed up and i think it's really disgusting and gross you're throwing your entire community under the bus because you want to be famous and that you want you want that validation from your oppressor yeah and it's like we're just talking about these cdc statistics about teens especially lgbt right right it's not without consequence it's not without consequence yeah who are miserable it's like yo you're like you're a huge youtuber who like has a, a big audience that includes a lot of people who are lgbt and good for you, bro. You're throwing them under the bus, making fun of them, telling them their identity is not valid, calling them a bunch of you know lonely, mentally ill losers, whatever the hell you're saying. Good for you. You get you get to get you get a lot of views on a podcast. You get your money, um, but you're you know you're you're um, you suck. You suck. That's all there is to it. You suck. And I think these people know deep down that they suck. I hope so. Maybe I they think don't. They probably feel but some, it's cl- somewhat pathetic. I hope they do anyway. I mean, it's pathetic. It's just so pathetic. It's so pathetic. I I don't know. I there's really yeah. It's just it's just pathetic. If you're someone who's who's making your top priority politically, um, to spread hate. Yeah. That you that the only way the only time that is something that comes from someone is like if they actually are pathetic insecure people you know if you're secure with your life and you're happy you're not gonna spend time going on a damn podcast to complain about some people identifying as they them that is gonna if you have a good if you have your shit together you are not going to do that you are actually going to you're actually going to read these cdc statistics and be concerned and want to help people you know yep but instead um you know, Jeffree Star, like, when you said, Sophie, when you brought up this news, you're like, we should talk about Jeffree Star pandering to the right wing now. And I was like, Jeffree Star, my brain had to, like, work for a second to remember who the hell this this loser is. 
He's, and there he's he is. more of a, a guy who who who's who the the fem- the women's and the the LGBTQs are familiar with because of his makeup and his YouTube drama. But but the, but agree though, I haven't thought about him in years. I haven't thought yeah, about no, him in what years. You, like I guys yeah. remember when he was a musician. Yeah. <laughs> no. You don't? Oh my <laughs> no. god! He's, oh my god! Okay. He was like that was probably at his most based. Actually, I don't know, but he like used to make music, like like scene people, scene kid mm. music. You know, Sophie, if I ever just wanted to make Punk Revolution now just skyrocket as a YouTube channel, I should just start doing some makeup makeup videos. <gasps> yes, yes, we gotta end this on like a positive note because I'm, I'm this is this is all very sad things. All right, Sophie. So yeah, like I, I it is my dream to do to to do makeup on Kyo. So that would be really fun. All right, Sophie. When when you're here, when you're here, yeah. let's um, let's do that. We'll do a makeup. Tutorial oh, video. that would be so fun! Oh my gosh. Let's just, let's just make a video. Let's just let's just go ahead and make a video that the YouTube algorithm is gonna eat right up. You know, let's just do it. We'll have one. I'll have my my crazy music reviews with 50, you know fifty views, and then I'll have one video that has thirty million views, where Sophie does my makeup to make me look like the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz or That'd something. That'd be like freaking that. epic. Or a Titanic, a Titanic. Oh my makeup. god! I'll, just tit- I'll do Titanic makeup on him, guys. So, yeah, Yay. this is a admittedly a sad episode, but you know, it is sometimes the news makes you sad, and it's okay. It's important to reflect on these things. So, I hope that there are some positive takeaways from it. Mostly, I just want you guys to be sure to you know what, support Sophie? your friends. And oh god, I'm getting owned. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I think. Okay, so obviously the news is the news, but I think the truth. I want to. I want to just. I want to just say real quick. There's actually a lot of good news out there too. Um, like there is. Like there's. There's some good news. We we can talk about good news maybe more because there's. I I I see a lot of good news. So if you're listening to this and and you think, oh my god, the whole world is going to crap, um. Kind of, but there's also good news. Yeah, so I, I, that's that's my reassurance. Don't forget about. <laughs> that's don't not really much reassurance. I'm sure there's some good out, good news out there somewhere. So if only there was, um, if only the podcasts would talk about good news. Maybe we should talk about. Maybe we should try to do one good news segment per episode at least. Yeah, that's a great rule, guys. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think of that. Um, After seeing so, the CDC statistics, I'm like, shit, we got to get some good news out there. Yeah, for real. So um takeaways just just be nice to everyone okay be nice to your friends talk to your friends and be nice and be epic yay all right that's all we got thanks for listening follow us on instagram thank you all right base news network bye